Ah, the sound of those sheep. It reminds me so much of things like the temple when the sheep would be given for sacrifice. It reminds me of that night. That night. Oh, yes, that night. Oh, hello. I am a shepherd from Christmas time, as you probably at this time of the year understand, are people who are celebrating this thing called Christmas. And it, it dawned upon me that maybe you needed to hear from a shepherd as what it really means at Christmas time. So I am here and wish you a shalom, which is peace. And ask that as I begin to share with you some words, that just as another shepherd shared and spoke of God for knowing that God is all that we need to help us to share these words, for he is faithful, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, O God, my rock and my redeemer. As we think about that night when it all happened, the shepherds and myself were out in the field. That's what we do. We go out in the field. We, we take care of those sheep. You heard them bleeding just a little while ago. We do this every day. We take care of the sheep in the morning. We lead them to pasture. We lead them to water. We do that throughout the day. At nighttime, we build a fire. We find a place to protect those sheep. And we take care so that they are protected. And we lay there and listen for the sounds of the night, hoping that nothing will come and disturb our sheep. We're always searching for that which satisfies those sheep. Always seeking to satisfy those sheep. But it's going through the routines of life as shepherds. We do this day in and day out, moving from place to place. And then in the afternoon, the evening, when the sun goes down, we're exhausted. We build a fire. We lay there. And we rest as much as we possibly can. And it was one a night just like that in the, in the darkness of the night. When all that we could see was the sky and the beautiful stars and hear the crackling of the wood that was burning. We had been wandering and wandering throughout the day. And then in, the, in a moment, you will not believe what we saw. In just a moment, in the darkness the, the whole world shined bright. The whole world lit up. And an angel, yes, an angel. An angel stood right in front of myself as well as the shepherds. And can you imagine how we felt in the darkness and the only thing we saw were the stars and the fire. And then all of a sudden there's a, a person that looked like a person in front of us. But it was an angel. Standing there, and then the glory of the Lord shone around him. So there was an immense amount of light that, that lit up the entire sky and our entire world. Well, can you imagine that we were worried and, and wowed at the same time as to what was taking place? What is this? Can you imagine being in that position? Where if you'd been out in the dark in the hillside, hearing nothing but the crackling of the wood, and that all of a sudden there's someone right in front of you. And this angel speaks, breaks into our, into our lives, and the light comes in the darkness. And we're standing there in awe, and we're terrified, as you can imagine. We're trembling, and our hearts are pumping, and, and just about to bust out of our chest, and we're not sure what's going on here. And this glory, this glorious angel speaks, the angel of the Lord, and we were in wonder at what the angel would say. Listen to what the angel told us. 
The first thing that we needed to hear from the angel at this moment in this dark place of the light shining, the angel appearing for us, which we are not expecting, was do not be afraid. We certainly needed to hear that at that moment. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Well, we certainly wanted to hear something good in this moment. We were not expecting anything like this on this night in this dark place with the sheep around us and and not knowing that anyone else was around. But yet God interrupted our life with the angel coming and speaking to us and saying, Do not be afraid, but I have something good to tell you. I have some good news to tell you. And it's good news of great joy. It's the best news. It's news of great joy. That causes great joy for you to all people. We had to wonder. And still to this day we wonder. Why God chose the shepherds. Why did God choose us to come and to speak to us? That's not all the angel said. Is that he had good news with great joy to all people. But he also said this, this is the news that was so exciting. This was the news that was so full of joy. This was the news that was so wonderful that he said, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God had been silent for hundreds of years. People had been watching and wondering where he was. And now all of a sudden he appears to us as the shepherds in the nighttime. Light in the midst of the darkness. And the news by the angel is that there is born to you, to us, in the city of David, Bethlehem, a Savior. The Deliverer. The one who will save and deliver us. The one who is Christ the Lord, the one who is the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who is the promised one who has come, who will hopefully redeem us and help us to, to be delivered from this oppression of the Roman Empire. We didn't know what to think, but we knew that there was something that was amazing that was happening here with the angel of the Lord telling us this. And if that had not been enough, he then says, look, and you can find this baby. This will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. It was nothing unusual for us to know that babies, when they were born, that their parents would wrap them up in strips of linen cloth. That was not unusual. But what was unusual was that this baby that he is telling us about, that the angel is telling us about, that this baby is in a manger, in a feeding trough somewhere. And yet this is the Messiah. This is the Savior, the Deliverer. And we are in wonder at what we're hearing here. We're in wonder of what God has done, that he would come and bring this announcement to us. And wow, what an announcement. Because once the angel had given his information to us about where we needed to go and all that was taking place, he then tells us about where we are to to, to find the baby in a manger. But then right after that, The whole night sky lit up. That which had been full of stars was now filled with an army of angels. 
who are chanting and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And we as the shepherds could only kneel and bow and be in wonder at what God was saying to us that he would come to us, that he would send this message to us, the shepherds, lowly shepherds, to tell us this wonderful news that there is one who has come to save, that there's one who has come to deliver, there's one who has come to bring joy and to bring peace, and that this one has just been born. That he is a baby. That he is God with us. God with us. God in the form of a baby. We're in wonder at that. That God would love us so much that he would think of us and he would come to be with us. He's a baby. And so it was that as the angels then had said... All that they were going to say, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. That we, the angels had gone away from us into heaven, that we did what you would do. The angel had told us where we needed to go, to the city of David, to Bethlehem. That this baby is the Messiah, has been born, that he is in a manger somewhere. What would you do? Would you sit back and say, we'll take care of this tomorrow? No, we took off. And we got to Bethlehem as fast as we could get there. And there we found Mary and Joseph. And we looked and there was a feeding trough, a manger. And in that manger was the most beautiful thing. A baby wrapped in swaddling cloths. Just as the angel had told us. Now, some people today, maybe in your generation, they may ask, well, was it a cave in which he was born? Was it a stable in which he was born? Was it a house in which he was born? And some said maybe it was even a tower in which he was born. Would you want to know? Do you want to know where he was born? Do you want to know? Well, I can't remember. But what I do remember is not where he was born, but who was born. Amen. The Son of God, Jesus, the Christ, the Lord. What a wonderful thing to see him there in the manger. We went to where we were pointed. We went to Bethlehem. And then as we saw, we experienced this baby that had been born, our hearts rejoiced. Our hearts were lifted for our Savior had been born, a deliverer, the Messiah, Christ, the Lord. It had to be so the angels have come to us. And so, what would you do? You've just experienced something amazing. Light has shone in the darkness. An angel has told you where you needed to go to find the Savior, the Deliverer. And you go and you find that it is just as the angel has said. And you go there and you see this baby 
who you know to be the anointed one, Emmanuel, God with us, the Savior, our Deliverer. Are you going to just go back to your sheep unchanged by that? No. We told everybody. We went to places and as we moved along, we told everybody what we had heard and what we had seen that night. Some people thought that we'd been around the sheep just a little too long and in the sun just a little too long. But others were amazed. Others were marveling at the word in which we had proclaimed to them that had been proclaimed to us. And Mary and Joseph, well, Mary and Joseph, they pondered these things in their hearts. They treasured them up in their hearts. They heard what we had to say, how the angel came to us. And it was a confirmation, if you will, for them of all that God had been doing in their own lives about this baby. And so as we went from there, and we witnessed to people wherever we went with different responses from each one. We then got back to the hillside where it was quiet, where the sun was about to arise. And we began to think about what we had seen and what we had heard. And don't you know, don't you know what we did next? The only thing, the only right response that we could do that we worshipped our God. We worshipped Him and gave Him glory and praised His name that He would love us so much, that He would come to us as shepherds with this great announcement that the Savior, the Deliverer, had been born. And we glorified and praised God for all the things in which we had heard and which we had seen that night. It's amazing, isn't it? That the greatest event of all of history, God comes to us, happens in such a small way. He comes as a small baby in a small town, laid in a small place. And he came to who would, people would consider to be small people. Because, you see, the shepherds were not people who were somebody you'd invite to your gatherings. We were the low life. And yet God came to the lowest and to the smallest. God with us. And so we worship. We worship him because of who he is and that he would come to us. Well, what about you? I mean, for us shepherds, we could not understand or know fully all that this baby would do. We had in our minds some ideas about how he would deliver us and be the Savior. We had in our minds some ways in which he would be able to be the Messiah, the anointed one. And we left from that place, place and we, after we went to where we were told, and we went to that place and saw Jesus and was... And, touched by his life and who he was, we went then and witnessed to everyone in which we saw, and we worshiped. We could not help but to worship. What about you? I mean, as shepherds, we could not see everything that this Jesus would do. But you were on the other side of this. 
You've seen all that he has done. You have seen through God's precious word who it is that this Jesus is. You have heard about what he has done, how this baby did not stay in a manger. This baby is no longer in a manger. But this baby grew up, Jesus, the Son of God. And that this Jesus lived this life on this earth, sinless, perfect, without ever committing any sin. And he performed miracle after miracle after miracle. He gave sight to the blind, gave hearing to the deaf. He spoke to the wind and the waves, and they obey him. And he even called out to a dead man in a grave, and he came forth alive. This is the Jesus who did not deserve to die, but who went to the cross for us, for you. And you see this on this side looking back. We could not have known what he was going to do, and yet we worshiped and witnessed to him. But you've seen what he has done. How he went to the cross, not deserving the penalty of death but died in your place, taking your sin upon himself, being buried in a borrowed tomb, and rising again on the third day victoriously. You know that this is indeed the Messiah. You know that this is indeed the one who has come, who is God with us. And what has he done in your life? I mean, in a way, you're just like the shepherds, right? We're all wandering around, going through our regular routines of life. We get up, we go to work. What is it that you do? As shepherds, we go to work every day, we work all day, we lay down at night, we still work some during the night. Day after day after day, we're wandering about. Maybe that's you, maybe that's where you were as well. And then... In a moment when you don't even realize it, God breaks into your life. He speaks to you. And you are wowed at who he is. And maybe there's even a little fear because you don't know what to expect. And you're in wonder that this God, who is the creator of the universe, knows you by name. Just as he knew us shepherds. And he came to us. It was not an accident where he could have gone to the temple or to the palace to announce the birth of the Savior. He came to us. It was no accident. It's no accident when he has come to you. And you're in wonder at what God has done and that he loves you. He is God with us. You're in wonder at the message, that the message that was for the shepherds is the message that's for you as well. You know this. On this side, looking back, that there is born to you. The baby who was born is for you. On that day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's the message. And you know that message is for you. And as you heard that message for the very first time, you went to where you were pointed. Where we went to Bethlehem, you went to find Jesus. You went to where Jesus was, knowing that he was right there with you all the time. You went to where he was. And as, he, as you experienced Jesus in your own life, You were changed by him, and the light shone in the darkness. Is it true? Is it true? 
Did the light shine in the darkness when you experienced Jesus for the very first time? Yes. And so if that's the case, as it was for the shepherds, well, we could not help but to witness and to tell people what we had experienced and what we had seen and what we had heard that night. Certainly you're doing that on your end as well. Because you know more than what we did as shepherds. Certainly you're telling people all the time about how you have experienced this Jesus and how he is the Savior who has been born, Christ the Lord. And he has come to save them just as he came to save you. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful news that we have to tell. I know that we told it on the end looking forward, not knowing all that he had done. But certainly you've seen more and know more than what we knew. You have to be telling more. Certainly more often as to who this Jesus is. Especially at this time of year where you celebrate Christmas. Where you can tell the story so freely. And indeed, you must understand, just as it was for us, that you will receive different ways in which people will receive the message in which you tell. Some people will think you've been out in the sun just a little bit too long. But other people will look at you and they'll be amazed. And they will receive it. And others whom God has already been working in their hearts like Mary, they will treasure it in their heart. And many will also experience this Jesus as well. Certainly, you're witnessing. But then also, just as we left where Jesus was and went back to the hillside, we glorified and praised God and worshipped Him. Truly, because of what He has done in your own life, how you once were wandering, and He interrupted in your life, and He came and light shone in the darkness... And you have experienced him and you have been changed by him. Certainly, you're doing way more than what we as shepherds ever could do. And that you are glorifying and praising God. I'm certain that at Christmas time, all of Christmas for you is all about worship. I hope so, anyway. It's all about worshiping God with us. Worshiping Him, glorifying and praising Him because of who He is and what He has done and how He has come in the form of a babe. God with us. Think about it. He came to us. The Creator. The Savior. Came because He loved us. Leaving the splendor and the glory of heaven. Being born in a rustic, rough place. In a small way. But for a great cause. Because of his love for us. Have you experienced this Jesus? Have you experienced the one who was born in the manger? Have you experienced the one who lived a sinless life, who loved you and took your penalty upon the cross of Calvary, who was buried and rose again bodily from the grave? And guess what? He's coming again. Have you experienced him? For if you have experienced him, if you know this Jesus... Certainly, you're telling people 
about it. And certainly, you're worshiping him with all of your heart. If you don't know this Jesus, and you're here today and you don't know him as the Lord and Savior of your life, the Bible, God's Holy Word, tells us that you can come to know him. It's a simple step of faith. The Bible tells us that for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. And because we're all sinners, we need a Savior to save us. The shepherds, we thought in that day that we needed a different kind of Savior. But God knew what our greatest need was. That our salvation was not from the Roman Empire. But our salvation is from sin. Our salvation is from perishing. And he is the one who has given us that salvation, Jesus. He's the one who is the Prince of Peace, who brought us peace. Peace that comes through him to the Father. Where we're reconciled to the Father. So we know that we're sinners in need of a Savior and we turn from our sin. And we turn to Jesus Christ, the one who was born and died and rose again. We turn to him in humble repentance. And we embrace believing that this one is the Son of God. Not still in a manger, but living. Crucified, but resurrected. Living for us. Embracing He is the Son of God who did this for us and professing Him as the Lord and Savior of life. It's a step of faith. I trust that if you've never trusted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and you've never experienced Him, that today would be that day where you'd give your heart to Christ. For those of us, or those of you today who have already trusted him, looking back as to what he has done in your life, may Christmas season, this time of a year for you, be more than just what you typically would make of it. But may it be a reminder of the glory of God, that light shone in the darkness, that God came to people like us, that he loves all of us, that he has a message for us of salvation. And as we have experienced him in our lives as believers, then may it move us to do things, telling other people about him, telling other people of how we've experienced him and then worshiping him, not just on Sunday mornings, not just on the Sabbath, but every moment of every day. When we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, all the time, let us be people who will worship the one who is Emmanuel, God with us. Because the light has shone in the darkness. Would you pray with me today? Father, we pray that you'd be with us this morning. We pray that you'd have your way in our hearts and our lives, that we'd be the people of God that you desire for us to be. Lord, all across this congregation, as you have dealt with us and reminded us again of what it is to be your people, to know that you love us, that you have come for us, that you're God with us, and that you're faithful in all things. We pray, Father, that you would help us this morning as we come to a time of decision. What better time to give our hearts to Jesus? to give all of our life to the Lord than at Christmas time. Where we're so caught up in the giving the gifts of other, to others, let the greatest gift that we give this Christmas be the gift of ourselves to you. So Father, I pray for those who've never done that. 
that this would be that day of salvation. And for those of us, Father, who know you as Lord and Savior, we pray that this would be a reminder to us about our responsibility, not because we have to, but because we get to and because we want to, to tell other people of the experience that we've had with Jesus and the hope that we have in you, that you have delivered us, that you are our Savior, that you came to us, you know us by name, that you died for us and rose again, you've given us hope. And Lord, and may the thought of that as we stand in awe of you and we're in wonder at who you are and what you have done, may it cause us to witness, but then also, Lord, may it cause us to worship. Lord, help us as we sing and help us as we live our lives as an act of worship and help us, Father, as we go about our mundane and routine lives that even in the day-in and day-out activities that we would find areas and ways in which we're able to lift up our voices and glorify and magnify you because of the hope that's ours. We thank you and praise you that you left the splendor of heaven and that you came for us. Lord, may it stir our hearts to love you more, to serve you more, to be all that you desire for us to be. And we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.